Welcome to Go Simcha, the podcast that takes you on an in-depth approach to the Jewish music, entertainment, and Simcha world. Now, here's your host, Zisha Littman. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Go Simple, the podcast. We had so much fun recording the episode, um, but it couldn't have been done without the help of our sponsor, Karen Simchas and Vakalis. We're going to take a minute to hear a little bit more about them. The following episode of Go Simple the Podcast is proudly sponsored by Karen Simplis Chassan Vikala. Karen Simplis Chassan Vikala was founded over 25 years ago and is based in Brooklyn, New York. KSCVK helps widows, orphans, and people who are in dire need of marrying off a child. Working through their network of vendors, KSCVK ensures that every wedding is just as special as the next. Run by world-renowned party planner Devorah Benjamin, KSCVK takes care that each wedding is as elegant as the next one, ensuring dignity and class through every wedding that they put on. To donate to KSCVK, please visit their website, kscvk.org, today. That's kscvk.org, and help make someone's wedding special. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another cool episode of Go Simple, the podcast. We're on episode 24 um, for the show's entirety, and we're up to the second episode of the new year. It's really cool. It's really exciting. And thank you guys for tuning in to us all last year, listening to our show. We've, we've really enjoyed the feedback. We've really enjoyed the positive vibes we're getting from, from our listeners and the growth that we've seen throughout the entire length of the show. And it's actually funny, this week's episode, we've, we've been getting a mass request for this guy to come on the show. Apparently, he's pretty popular. You know, we've had his entire family practically on the show already. And it's a big solace to have him joining us today. I welcome the famous... Ellie Marcus to the show. Ellie, welcome to Go Simple, the podcast. Welcome to episode 24 and episode two, the second episode of the new year, bringing in the new year with some good positive vibes. Welcome, Ellie, to the show. How are you doing, my friend? All right. Thank you. It's Jay. honor and a pleasure to be here at uh, the Go Simple podcast. 24. What is the spiritual significance of 24? You tell me. 24 hours in the day. Well, choice. I will think about that one. <laughs> we'll think about it and we'll we'll answer that question at the end of the show. Um, no, Ali, seriously, yes, it's, a pleasure, yes. it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Like I said, we've packed, we've had practically your entire family on the show. We've had your brothers. We've had your we've had your cousins. We've had everybody except for you cool. and cool. and your uncle. Um, and so we've heard all sorts, all sides okay. of the, all sides of the story of how you guys all got into music and everything like that. But I'm really looking forward to hearing your side of the story because I've listened to your songs, nice. I've watched your videos, I've seen you dancing, and I, and you're quite the entertainer. So I'd like to know how you got into music. What's your deal? Oh, thank you very much. And how? What's your deal? Just what's your deal, man? How'd you get into all this? What's my deal? My deal is that, uh, <laughs> well, I, I tell everybody that I got my start uh, in singing when I was three years old at my uh, Upsharnish. Oh, really? And um, yeah, I got up on a, uh, at a bar stool at my, <laughs> and I sang the, uh, the song about Rabbi Akiva learning uh, how to read the Aleph Bays. And um since then, you know, I was always the uh, designated uh, soloist in the school choirs and, you know, simchas, you know, weddings or bar mitzvahs. I'll oh, go sing something. Come on, come up, sing something. Uh, and then, uh, you know, went off to yeshiva, kind of went on hold, but, you know, always the chazan for uh, Shabbos or uh, 
or Shkodesh, whatever it is, you know. And then uh, once I finished Yeshiva, that's when I uh, started to pursue it um, professionally. And Baruch Hashem, it's been, uh, it's been just over 10 years since uh, that first gig. Wow. That's amazing. That, that, that's absolutely amazing. Did you, did you ever create a remix of that, of that song that you first, that you first sang at your option? I have not. I'm, I, there might be a video of it somewhere. I got to go check my parents' house, but there, we used to have a video of, uh, of it. Big it up. Really, that's really funny. That's really, really funny. So, so you said that you put your sing, you, you, you were always singing through, throughout your, throughout your younger years. And then when you went to Yeshiva, it kind of put, put the whole, the whole thing on hold. It, how was that for you? Was that like kind of hard to deal right. with or you were like, cause a lot of people I know use music as an outlet for things, especially when you're Yeshiva. So how was that for you? Like trying sure. like, like balancing all that and putting well, that. I mean, on. it's uh, a natural. <laughs> it was, uh, it was tough. It actually really was tough. I really wanted to uh, have more musical exposure and try to find ways to, um, you know, listen to a lot of music in Yeshiva and, and uh, you know, different instruments that I, you know, I bought like uh, harmonicas once and I, you know, I, you know, tried to make that my musical outlet, but uh, yeah, it didn't last very long. But, um, yeah, but singing was really, it's not a, it's a hard age to maintain uh, the voice, you know, 15, 16, 17. Right. So, uh, at about 20, 21, the voice settles and, uh, that's when, now uh, it's when we really, you know, got started. <laughs> that's great. So when we had, when we had the rest of your family on the show, we were talking about your famous jam sessions on the couch. How, how, how'd that go down? Those were the uh, the formative years. Those were the formative years. Um, we had uh, I don't know if, uh, if Ben C told you about the the bonus room. Or sorry, sorry. First started in the garage. We moved when I was ten. So until I was ten, we had uh, you know drums in the garage. A, uh, drums was my first uh, musical passion. Nice. Um, and uh, we would just make so much noise in that garage. Neighbors would complain, and you know could play after, you know, 7 p. Well, yeah, that, that makes sense. When we had this, <laughs> no, we had the, um, we had the bonus room when oh we, uh, and when we moved uh, to our new house and that was a little better insulated, but uh, literally the entire neighborhood could hear, you know, the drums or whatever, you know, somebody was playing guitar. You could hear it literally three block radius, loud and clear. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, we actually did some of the early uh eighth day recordings in there uh, in my parents house um oh, yeah and uh yeah that's really funny that, that's really funny so that's, that's a inside industry secret <laughs> hey listen you got to get your start somewhere it's, uh, you got to get your start somewhere. Yeah. Did you have anything to do with eighth day or with the creation of eighth day, or you were always your own entity? Um, I really kind of missed those, uh, those days. I was in Shiva. Um, it, I was around, you know, Shabbos or whatever it was, but not, not in the, in the real day to day, uh, forming of it. Um, the first album on the Trachgut album, um, it was a little bit of my vocal, you know, like just being part of the background vocals. Um, 
and I played drums on a couple of tracks there. Nice. Um, but that was the kind of the end of it <laughs> from there. Just really, you know, I started, I, I went out of town for Yeshiva and that's when uh, everything really started to grow for, for them and uh, waited for my, uh, waited for my turn. Nice. Nice. Very nice. No, I know that I know. I mean, now we're on the subject of like it, you, you, eighth day. I've noticed how like your musical style is a little bit different from theirs. You're, you're more, you're, you're more into like Nagunim and bring, taking those Nagunim and, and elevating them to like a more upbeat, fun, like style of music. And they're more into like the English music and different songs like that are, that have different meanings, different messages behind them more so in English. So how did you, how did you right. like want to like go that direction? Why'd you end up? I mean, cause you probably could pro- do both. You could probably create English songs and sing English songs or you could do what you do. So I, what, I don't have that. Uh, I don't have that push. I don't have that gift of uh, songwriting like that. Um, but it's just, uh, it's just a um, nature of the soul. If you can, if you can say nature about the, about the soul, I just the uh, it's just the type of of neshama that you have, and it that's how it expresses itself. And um, what can I say? It's all uh, <laughs> not really much of a choice. I hear that. No, I like your music. I, I I happen to be a big fan of your music. I like anything that really that like speaks to you, like really pumps you up. You know, like. And I found a lot of the stuff that I was listening to of yours is really, really good for like pump up music and just like, just give, putting you in that mood, you know? Cool. Oh, shit. So, so on that, on that subject, what, yeah. what's up yeah. with your first album? You, you came out with the album Dove and Amalek and you made a song about, you made that, that was like the main song of the album and you made a video for that. And that was one of those songs that like Correct. everyone knows that song but then you don't realize who the guy singing the song is. Like it's played so many different times. I didn't realize like, and I listened to a lot of music and then I was like, Oh, right. Hey, it's, it's Ellie Marcus. And that's just me. I, I, I can't speak for every single person out there, oh. <laughs> but what was up with that yeah. album? What was the story behind that album? That was so, uh, the album was kind of a, a distant dream. It wasn't really on my, on my to-do list, you know, or in, in the immediate uh, future. Uh, this was about four or whatever, four or five years ago. I was just really focusing on, uh, on the weddings and live gigs and just trying to build the, um, you know, build it that way. And then um, a cousin of mine uh, lives in California, Palm Desert. Um, we had been talking, and you know, he's he's got a great uh, has a great musical ear, and was giving me a lot of uh, a lot of help and support. And he suggested, he said, "What about doing a Yesi Green album? You know, old school, um, you know, Daddy style or Ohad, you know, where he kind of he writes the whole the whole thing." And um, you know, what do you think about that? And I said, "Sure, I, I highly doubt Yesi Green will." you know, take my call or whatever, you know, being very, uh, pessimistic anyway. So, right. uh, I think he reached out to Yessi and Yessi was very excited about the idea. And, uh, then I reached out to Yessi. We had a, a little phone call. I remember we were, uh, 
we were walking back from uh, Botanical Gardens in uh, the Brooklyn Botanical Gardens. <laughs> Must have been a nice uh, spring afternoon. And um, the, I really got the ball running. Uh, I got the ball rolling, excuse me. Um, we had, uh, and actually, I had, one my, I, I had met Yassi before, if I'm not mistaken. I take that back. Uh, Gershu Moskowitz had, had taken me to, uh, to Yassi Green to get a song. And we yeah. had uh, worked on a song together. And then um, I kind of dropped, oh, sorry. I, had to, <laughs> I began planning to make an album with Gershi. And then I right. dropped that idea. And I said, nah, it's not the right time. It's not the right idea. It's not the right uh, setting. And then this, to do a full album with Yassi came up. And uh, that's an opportunity you don't want to pass up. Be interested. And he, uh, yeah, and yeah, uh, he was very interested. Yeah, he's a funny guy. I've been trying to get him on. Yeah, the show. so we got to work on that. Mm-hmm. I've been trying to get him on the show for, since like day one, and we keep missing each other every single time. Oh wow! Well, he's, he's yeah, he should be in Israel often, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, I don't keep his calendar, but. Uh, no, he's there once in a while. If that's easier for you, but yeah, listen, the power of technology, my friend. But that's pretty cool. So he was like, "Okay, let's do this album," and and you sat down and he wrote all the music and you sang it, and it it it, it that's great. Yeah, yeah. I started. Uh, yeah, they got the uh, the nightly uh, visits to his uh, to his uh, I don't know what to call it his ground zero or. Where so much of Jewish music has uh, has uh, grown from or started from that that place is piano in his uh, living room, and uh, I love to talk about the big red chair. He used to have a big red armchair Ooh. Uh, next to the piano, and uh, it was kind of the first time we went, we went to his house. It was kind of like it's almost like a, an indoctrination process. <laughs> you got to sit down in the red chair. <laughs> So every time we uh, went over there, I look forward to uh, sitting in the red chair. It's kind of, you know, yes, he sits at the piano. You kind of sit opposite him in the, in the chair and uh, just working through material, finding songs, writing songs together. And uh, it was over, uh, over Pesach that uh, I think I had about 15 or 16 uh, song choices and uh, just, pick through them, choose the ones we really want. Um, a couple of them, yes, he said were taken actually. So those came off the list and then just putting the list together, chose the 11 songs and I got to work on it. Started production. So that's really cool that your album that you sat down with Yossi, you were able to hash out all these different songs and you picked the 11, the 11 that you really, that really worked and really mashed and you put them all together and start production on the album. So on that album, what was your favorite track you did? Because you, I mean, the the one that most people know is Dovin Amelech. I mean, the I think, I don't know, but what was your favorite one on that album? Sure. Uh, favorite is always a tough question. It's always a tough. Uh, um, well, Mazel Tov was the first song uh, I love that, that I one. ever. Uh, worked on really um yeah it was the plan was to do a single i went to itzy waldner got the song uh went to ellie lashinsky got the arrangement recorded it and then 
and it just kind of sat there <laughs> for a while. Um, and then we still going back and forth with the, with the single idea. Should we do a single? Should we not do a single? Should we do an album? Uh, we finally settled on the album. So um, just for, you know, so for that reason, Mazel Tov has a, you know, a special place. Um, a lot of the, you know, working with Yassi, like I would, I would tell Yassi, I said, I'm not sure if I really like these songs or if I'm just <laughs> like so in, you know, in, amazed by this experience that I get to, you know, that I'm really, you know, living a dream. Right. Sitting with you and writing songs with you. And it's like a really, you know, really there inside, deep, deep inside. Um, but uh, yeah, the, uh, the Kukarain, the Yiddish song was a, was a real fun one. That's from uh, Eli Schwab. Nice. Um, but uh, yeah, the Rafaini, Avarachman, the slow songs were really, the, uh, really something, you know, it's really, uh, really special songs as well. Nice. And it, it seems like the whole album pretty, it came together very nicely and was well received. Yeah. Yeah. It did really well. It really, um, really got, uh, got my name out there. It got, um, uh, could I say? That's pretty cool. I noticed you do a lot of live performances too. A lot of people like to book you both for weddings and I've seen you do a lot of live concerts and big time concerts and things like that. That must be fun, no? Must be exhilarating. Must be fun. Must be like enjoyable. It is. Absolutely. Weddings are uh, just every time. As soon as that uh, Shama comes on, it doesn't matter that it's the, I don't know what, 559th time that I'm seeing Lady Shama. <laughs> uh, but every time it just, uh, it just, it just picks you up. It just really gets those, uh, gets, gets the energy flowing. And That's cool. What's is, your favorite uh, part about uh, doing a wedding? Um, I don't know. Definitely. The, that first, you know, that first dance is really, uh, is really special. You know, the, uh, the excitement, just the excitement, you know, the chasen and the tala coming in and it's their, it's their big moment. It's their big day. And it's the, it's the, uh, I guess the highest, uh, energy point of the wedding. You know, you have the, the, the emotional moments and you have the really special moments, the holy moments, but, uh, just, the most exciting exhilarating part is really that uh that first dance you know coming in you know the the big the, the intro and the build-up and the announcement and the you know just everybody with the fireworks and the not the fireworks you know the uh confetti <laughs> no <laughs> no just, not fireworks uh, no no it's really it's really exciting yeah that's that's awesome <laughs> That, that that's pretty fun that must be that must be great for you to go out there and, and just like do that like on a constant basis and just enjoy it and see the faces and see how happy people are after every single yeah. time you do it you ever get anybody coming up to you in the streets like oh man you played my wedding you were just amazing you were so cool you ever get anybody doing that yeah yeah it's a it's a huge bracha it's a really really big blessing to um i I say this every uh, at all the show. I don't get a chance to say this at weddings, but every every concert that I do, I always uh, make a point of mentioning you know how it's such a bracha and how you know lucky and you know 
grateful I am that I have uh, this parnasa, I have this opportunity to just be there all the time at weddings, making people happy. And uh... that's good. That, that's what it's all about. You know, if you enjoy what you do and you, and you get a gishmak in what you do and you're able to like go out there and give it 110% and give people something, give people a product, give people happiness, and you see it on their faces afterwards. And the fact they come up to you in the street and say, oh my gosh, you did my wedding. You were really amazing. And the, the, the happiness that you see carries on after the fact, because a wedding is one day, you know, but the memories that people right. carry on with that, especially sure. like yeah. the music and big things like that, they really stick in your head. It, it must, it must, it must do you really well. Sure. It must, it must give you like such a good feeling afterwards. Even with the concerts, too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it really does. I feel like a wedding more so than the concerts because the concerts, people are paying to come see you and they're having fun. But like the wedding is something that like sticks in your right. head afterwards. Sure. What? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Weddings are, it's a really, it's an important part of people's lives and, uh, you know, it stays with them longer. For sure. What? What's your yeah, favorite? What's like the what's the most the your favorite venue you've ever played as a concert though? Because I do like I said I saw you you do a lot of concerts I see, I saw you at the Kinnisar Shluchim I saw you at so many different concerts I've seen you sometime like in different videos. What what was your favorite what was your favorite show you ever did? It's a good question. It's a lot a lot to uh, many to think about. Baruch <laughs> Hashem. Um, that recent the. Um, we did this uh, the MBD clip, the uh, the MBD medley uh, at a wedding. Um, I mean, just that project was a very special project. Um, you know, singing MBD songs also one of my one of my dreams to be able to uh, to perform some of those songs. And um, oh, yeah, the Kinnis, yeah, the Kinnis was a very very special event as well. Just the. Uh, being in the room with so many, uh, you know, ambassadors of, uh, of spreading goodness and bringing people closer to Yiddishkeit and representing the Rebbe. And it's a very special event and a very powerful event. And I was very grateful to be part of that. And, uh, uh there've been others uh, throughout the years, the hockey event that we did here in Crown Heights. That was, uh, that was a really uh, also a memorable one. And uh, there have been, Baruch Hashem, there have been, been quite a few. Good. Good, good. So, so now you, you have another album, that, and, you, and you have another album I saw and I was listening to. What's Correct. up with that one? Yes. It, it seems like yes. a bit of a different, is similar dynamic, but a bit of a different dynamic. Yes. Ah. That one. Yeah. <laughs> so what's up with that? How, how, how'd that go down? Yeah. That was a, uh, you know, what's, what's kind of a, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, as I say, how do you say, uh, in English? It's kind of a, it's a natural progression. <laughs> Just to, uh, to do, it's called energy. And, and, uh, just put in that, uh, that will, that will try to, you know, deliver that energy you know, in a CD, in a recorded project. And um, we worked with uh, Yoni Eliav from Israel and he absolutely came through and 
did an amazing job and it's, an, it's a great product. And um, it's just a fun, energetic, just puts you right in that spot. And uh, I'm really glad that we did that. And uh, I'm looking forward to doing another one at some point. But nice. um, at the moment, we have another studio album uh, that's uh, almost, almost, almost ready for, uh, for release. We're very excited about that. Well, I heard one song off it. I heard the single. I love that one. I, I, Correct. I, yes. I heard that one. Thank you. And I, again, I'm a big fan of your work because it's just all happy, positive, like upbeat, dancey type of music. And you know, when you get in that mood, you just kind of, you want to dance no matter where you are, whether you're in your chair or whether you're in the street, like music puts you in that mood. Good music puts you in that mood. So I was listening to your, your, your latest song, you got to, and I was just like, wow, mm-hmm. this is good stuff. And, and I was, I actually kind of started oh, sure. dancing a little bit in my chair. I'll be honest with you. All right, I, good. I, I, I did a, I did a little chair dance and it, it, it was jig. little jig, you know, little so so with energy and then now coming out with this one what was the process to getting you to getting you there like what why did you want to go out and do another album and and i guess well this is a single why would you want to continue that you you saw the successes or you want to just keep going more albums like what was your thought process behind all that well albums is a is an important way you know on so many levels on a yeah you know, I've, you know, firstly on a, on a business level, on a, a, you know, practical level, um, you got to, um, you know, keep putting out music and keep putting out new, we always have to find new, new ways to, to inspire ourselves or to get inspired. And, um, it's, uh, it's just, you know, the, uh, the world keeps, keeps spinning and our minds are, are keep working. And we just, you know, so even from spiritual level that we, you know, we're growing and our, our connection, our spiritual connection is changing and developing. And that reflects hopefully in our, in our music, you know, growing in that, uh, in that as well. So a song that, uh, that was great a year ago, two years ago is, uh, you know, from, a certain songs are not from even from a commercial perspective, but even from a spiritual perspective, you got to keep digging deeper and, you know, connecting on a deeper level and and finding new, uh, new expressions of that in music. So, um, in that way, uh, just keep putting out new albums and finding new music. No, I hear that. I I definitely hear that. You always got to keep producing new. You always got to keep coming out with something, something new, something original that people are want to hear and continue that growth and continue that, that branding, I guess, so to speak of your, of your name and of your music. And it seems like you've done a pretty good job of that. Now, what I've only heard one song off that album and on your website, it says it's coming in December, but when, when, well, when, yeah, oopsies. <laughs> yes. Um, not it's coming on, unfortunately. Yes, it has. That's okay. We're it's it's January now. Um, but what kind of tracks do we expect on that album? Um, there's a, a nice a nice variety, uh, as usual, but uh, much more uh, traditional, I would say. Um, 
Uh, lots of very nice Hartzig stuff uh, from, you know, Moshe Laufer, uh, Pinky Weber, Itzy Waldner, you know, the, uh, the classic route. Unfortunately, we don't have anything from Yessi Green on this album. But okay. uh, Hashem, I will be working more with Yessi in the future. And um, upbeat, uh, lots of upbeat stuff. And uh, we've, you know, released the single, the Agati. It's actually the title track. Um, and uh, I'm very excited. I'm very, very excited about this album. And uh, I tried not to give a date. That's why I just said, you know, <laughs> December, I give a month. But uh, these things always, it's impossible. It's almost like, uh, you know, doing construction on a house. It's Yeah, no, Somebody for sure. told me it takes a year to build and 15 years to finish. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> so I mean, things take a while. Y- yeah. You know, it's and we've we've actually we had on the show a couple of weeks back. We had Ian Freider, and he was talking to us all about the album, oh. album creation process. And he's like, "Yeah, some people it takes them a long time to make an album. Some people it takes real quick." He said Mordechai Shapiro took him real quick to make one of his albums because he was hyper focused on what he needed to do, what he wanted to do, and went boom, boom, boom. But he said it takes time. The process takes right. time from from conception to 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 recording to creation to to manufacture to get everything out there. It takes time, and you got to go back and fix things. It's a sure. whole it's it's a process, but you got to trust the process, and you got to work through it. And it's always fun to to debut that new album to do that that music. Um, it's interesting though, a lot. You're going the album route, but a lot of these guys we've talked to before have really been focusing more on singles. And I spoke with Yoni Z about this and I spoke with a couple other guys about this regarding singles. Mm-hmm. And sure. like they they said, they said it's more viable to go with a single than it is to do with the full album because more people are going to be listening to that single and getting, and getting it out there than with the album. Whereas you listen, you have one or two good tracks mm-hmm. on the album, so to speak. Sure. And, the rest of it's just filler. So what's your take on that? It's a, it's a a topic that I've been uh, thinking about for a while. I actually had a long conversation with uh, Shalom about it. I liked him. Um, But yeah, Shalom's great. Um, But I still, I don't know, maybe I'm just a, uh, you know, I'm a stickler for tradition and, uh, you know, going the traditional route and traditional albums. It's, it's a, a, uh, (laughs) it's a, it's an experience. You know, an album is an experience. It's, you know, that's or that's what we try to give our, you know, our listeners that it's a, uh, you kind of, you know, want to listen to it, you know, from beginning to end and, you know, and it gives you that as opposed to just a, a single, but it's, uh, it's a good, uh, it's a good question. Yet to be, uh, yet to be uh, decided on on my end. But um, just to go back to what you were saying before about the uh, about the process is uh, it's a um, as you call it. Chase Taub calls it a uh, occupational hazard. Or, I mean, it's not his line, but uh, where you know every every occupation has its uh, dangers. And especially for creatives, is that we love the process. We don't oh. like finished product. We love oh, I know. the process. I know what you mean. I, I my 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 actual profession, other than talking to people for a living, is love marketing. Cool. That's uh, yeah. So right on. That's uh, so we want to stay in the process. Unfortunately, for as long as possible, and then uh, you know you always hear from 
you know, from uh, especially musical, you know, people, you know, they put out an album and they never listen to it again, you know, stuff like that, for example, you know, cause once the, once the process is done, you know, uh, creatives live in the process. They don't live in the, uh, in the, uh, in the finished product. It's a, it's a, you know, spiritually, that's a symptom of, uh, it's an exile symptom. It's a gullus symptom because it's, uh, you know, it's about the, it's about the action. It's about getting it done. It's not about, you know, our, uh, you know, intellectual or emotional, uh, uh, fulfillment. It's about, you know, you got to do the mitzvah. So you got to get the product out. You can't, you know, we have to constantly remind ourselves to finish the process and, uh, and get it done. No, I'm with you hundred percent. I know what you mean. And actually it was funny when I had Nisim on the show and I had Nisim Black on the show, I was asking him a similar question. And he said, like, when it comes to his, like, when it comes to him making albums, he, he's working on one. And then when it's finished, he's already, he's already started the next one. He's already on to writing, writing the next, the next exactly. one, lay, writing the next tracks, laying down the beats, laying down the, two, the music. And he's already working. It's non, he's constant, his head's constantly going. And it makes sense. Listen, yeah. like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm a creative person myself. My, my profession minus this is actually internet marketing and these types of things. So I'm always nice. thinking my head is yeah. always, always working, always trying to be creative on something. And you never, you, you got to trust the process sure. and you got to keep working at it. And it, yeah, man, I, I'm with you. So I, I, I definitely agree with you too on the traditional aspect of things that, having the album is an experience it's like going to a concert you're not going to pay a couple hundred dollars to go to a concert you're one song you want that full experience and the album sure. is like a concert a, your own personal concert right and you you get that experience every every time you put on that album every time you listen to that that album on your phone or on your on your on youtube or wherever you listen to jewish music or any music um it's a full experience and that's what yep. we, that's what we want out of life. We want ex, we want to experience things, and and really under and really grow with them. So I, I, I applaud you. I applaud you for that one. Staying with the traditional methods of things. Thank you. It's 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 all good. Um. So so what's next for Ellie? What's next for Ellie Marcus after we finish the Ogati album? What other upcoming concerts? Upcoming things you have going on for you? Um. What's next? Uh, there's just like uh, Nisim, there's lots of projects on the, on the back burners. Um, and then projects that are not even on the burners that uh, I'd love to work on. <laughs> so, nice. um, nice. Always, uh, yeah, stuff always, there's always stuff going on. Um, you know, we need time to find time to focus on and work on and get done. And I'm working on something now with, uh, with Rabbi Shays Taub couple of projects uh we did a, a live for bringing uh broadcast for uh Havdal Tevis uh last week for the Alter yard site nice and uh planning the next one and we have some videos coming out uh that we did together and um a bunch of other stuff as well other musical projects and there's no shortage of uh of what to work on that's very cool you are you working on any collaborations with your brothers in the future or your uncles or your cousins <sighs> not at the moment um, I do have some ideas though, but nothing, uh, nothing concrete yet. All right. Well, 
whenever, whatever you do, however you do it, you should be Matzliach. And it, it was, it was really an honor and a pleasure to have you on the show. And like I said, we had a lot of people calling in and, and requesting we get Ellie Marcus on the show. And I said, okay, I'll, I'll send him a message and see if he's interested. Can't hurt. I appreciate it. For thanks sure. To all the, uh, thanks to all the listeners and viewers who, uh, who requested and, uh, and, uh, just to thank you to all the listeners out there in general. For sure. Ellie, I really learned a lot from you. I really learned a lot from having you over with me today. And I, I wish you tremendous Hatzlacha in your music and keeping with that traditional mindset and keeping with those, those, those tunes because they're, they really, they really work. I love them. I, I'm enjoying them. Now, the better question is where can people buy your albums? I know people sometimes nowadays, unfortunately, mm. don't buy albums. You don't buy CDs. You know, what do you Life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> where, where, can, where can people pick up your music? Uh, it's available uh, pretty much on all musical platforms. Um, if you want to buy it from mostly music or, uh, you know, Nigan Music or iTunes or Amazon, Google Play, Spotify. There's like, I don't know, 50 or 60 other uh, platforms that people can purchase music or listen to music on. So it's out there. Baruch Hashem. Nice. All right, cool. So I, like I said, Ellie, thanks so much for coming down and taking the time to come on our show. It was a pleasure to finally have you on board with My us. Pleasure. I think, I think we're, we're just missing the final piece to your, to your, to your special musical family is your uncle of Ramel. And we're going to try to get him on as well. And then okay. we've completed the, we've completed the puzzle. So very cool. Very, very yeah. cool. Hey, listen, why not? It, it's it's yep. fun. It's exciting. And I, I, again, with everything you do, keep putting out great music. And when you finish that, okay. when you finish that album, send it over to me. I'd love, I'd love to listen oh, to you it. Got it. I'd even, I'm, I'm even going to, I would even buy it from you. If you send me the link to pay for it, I believe in paying for things. <sighs> And I, I wish you hot luck, my friends. All the best. Alrighty. You too. Thank you so much. Sure. Kaltov. You've just listened to another wonderful episode of Go Simple the Podcast. For more news, updates, and information on our next episode, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram at Go Simple Live, and don't forget to check out the show notes and videos on www.gosimcha.com along with zeradio.com. Thanks for listening, and remember, go Simcha!